Traders Point Online, welcome. Hey, my name is Ryan. I'm one of the pastors around here. And like Kyle said, we are continuing in our series, Good News. And I don't know about you, but I could use some good news right about now. I could use some hope. I could use some encouragement. Because maybe now in this season more than ever, one of the the kind of characteristics or the way to describe where we are right now is this word, stuck. Stuck. Anyone, Anyone feel like that in this season? Like it felt like we were cruising. Like we were zooming along, going down the interstate, listening to our favorite song, and then boom, brake lights, and everything came to a standstill. And like the brakes where you have to hit them so hard, it almost swerve at the last minute so you don't hit the car in front of you. And it felt like we were stuck. And in a lot of ways, it still feels like we're stuck. We, we can't move. And maybe you're like me, but I don't do standing still very well. Like if I'm in traffic, I will get off the interstate and take side streets all the way home just so I don't have to sit there any longer. And I think that's one side of being stuck is that we can't physically move forward. We can't do the thing that we wanted to do. But there's another side of stuck as well and it's, it's more on the side of when our expectations don't meet our reality. So when we thought we were gonna be somewhere else, but when the time came, we couldn't go there. For example, right now, as of today, I was supposed to be on sabbatical. I was gonna be on a beach somewhere, and as you can see, I am not, all right? I'm here, it's fine, I'm, I'm fine. If I look up and squint into the lights, it's almost like I'm on a beach in front of the sun. But we can feel stuck. And maybe it's easier to see it and kind of see it played out with kids. If you have kids, then you know what I'm talking about. But if you have ever told your kids something was going to happen, you were going to do something, and then at the last minute you couldn't, you will see a meltdown happen in front of you. Like if you tell your kids at breakfast, hey, after lunch, we're gonna go outside and ride bikes. From that moment, if anything changes, the world will collapse. So if you eat lunch and you're getting ready to go outside, you open the door and it is a thunderstorm and you have to tell the kids, hey, we can't go outside and ride bikes. Now, no matter what you introduce next, it does not matter it will be met with, this is the worst. We can't do anything. We are stuck inside. And I think for a lot of us, we've kind of adopted this persona. Kind of going into this season, it can feel like we are stuck. But I just wanna say that today, we are not stuck. And maybe just saying that, you're like, bro, speak for yourself. I, I'm stuck. I'm stuck like a bag of Cheetos in a vending machine. Speak for yourself. And I, I hear what you're saying. And I'm not even talking about like physical things. I'm not talking about external circumstances that we can't change. I'm talking about stuck being a mindset. I'm talking about being in this space where, where we don't have to be stuck with the choices that we have, that we actually have some room, we have some decisions that we can make, we can approach life differently in this season. And the, the phrase that I've, that I've heard over uh, recently, and it's really kind of stuck with me, 
get it. Um, but here it is, that I am stationed, not stuck, right? That I am stationed, not stuck. So right now in the chat, go ahead and throw that in there, that I am stationed. Throw an exclamation point on there, that I am stationed. If you're sitting next to somebody on the couch right now, turn to them and say, hey, I'm not stuck. I am stationed. And here's what it is to be stationed. To be stationed is to be put in a specified place for a particular purpose. And we can just see just off top how that is very different from being stuck. You see, because I feel stuck when I can't move or even where I can't get to where I think I should be, I feel stuck. And stuck leads to anger and bitterness and eventually inactivity. But being stationed, that leads to passion and to joy and most importantly, to purpose. So just right now, as maybe you're taking notes or you're thinking about this, which word would best describe you in this season? That do you feel stuck or do you feel like you are stationed? And I also wanna add this disclaimer before we move forward, that you are never stationed in an abusive relationship. Like that is not what this is, that, that's not this sermon. And if that's you, that's a conversation we would love to have. If you are in that kind of a relationship, reach out to us. We would love to work through that with you. We are here for you. But check it out. If you have a Bible or a Bible app, you can flip or scroll and get to Philippians chapter one. And as you get there, I'm just gonna give us a little bit of context that'll kind of make everything make sense that we are gonna read today. So what we're gonna see is that the, the letter we're reading, Philippians, it's actually a letter written from a guy named Paul to a group of people in a city called Philippi. So who's Paul? Maybe you're wondering that right now. Who is Paul and, and why do we need to know what he's talking about? So Paul is one of the most interesting men in all of history. You see, Paul was this guy who was actually on the other side of Christianity. He was one of the ones that was trying to shut down Christianity before it ever got started. That was his job. He was there when the first person was martyred. When the first person was killed for their belief in Jesus, he was there. And, and he has this unbelievable story where he's going out, he's, he's going to continue to do his work, and then he comes face to face with Jesus. And he gets this really good news that shapes his life and it moves him from trying to stop this Jesus movement to being like the CEO of this whole thing. So you can only imagine like what it would have been like for Paul to sit down and have conversations with people that like the Christian mixer of like, hey, what was your name, Paul? What'd you, uh, what'd you do before this? So, oh, you know, I did, you know, this, this or this or that, but that's not important. What, what's important is what I am doing now. And so from that moment, that moment that Paul got this good news from Jesus, he begins to go everywhere and to tell everyone everywhere about who Jesus is and all that he's done. He gives his life to it. And that's how he actually goes to start this church in Philippi. 
This is really personal to Paul. This church is actually the first church that he starts in Europe. And even the way that, that he gets there is, is just wild. Take a look at this. This is the backstory of the church in Philippi, Acts chapter 16, verse nine. It says, that night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in Northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So, we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. This is why Paul goes to Philippi. He goes for a very specific purpose. He went to preach the good news about who Jesus is, all that he's done and what he's looking to do. I think it's important to see that, that that was his purpose. Now, whatever happened as a result of Paul spreading the good news, awesome. But that wasn't his concern. He was being sent there. He was stationed there for this very specific purpose to spread the good news. Now, for all of us as followers of Jesus, we may be stationed in different places, both here in Indiana and around the world, but our purpose, the reason we are there is the same reason why Paul went to Philippi, to spread the good news of Jesus. We get this purpose, it's from Jesus. Matthew chapter 28, he tells us to go and to make disciples of all people, tell them everything that I've done, show them how to follow me, show them what that looks like to love like me, baptize them, and then keep going. Continue to spread this good news. That is for all of us. That is our specified purpose for why we are stationed where we are stationed. Jesus gave that to us. The way we say it around here, is that we exist to remove unnecessary barriers that keep people from Jesus. That's what we're doing. That's why we are stationed where we're stationed to remove all of the extra, to remove all of the noise so people can come face to face with this good news. So that's, that's why Paul went to preach the good news. And I just want us to see the beginning of the church in Philippi because it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Obviously coming that, you know, Paul got a vision from God to go there. It's not surprising, but Paul goes, shows up in this city and starts meeting people. And the first person he meets is this rich woman named Lydia. And he shares the good news with her and she responds. She starts following Jesus. Her whole family, her whole house starts following Jesus. And then days go by and Paul comes face to face with this slave girl who is actually being exploited and used for her gifts. And Paul, in the name of Jesus, heals this woman. But it doesn't go well. Uh, the people actually get pretty frustrated from him healing this woman. And by, uh, they thank him by throwing him in prison. But while he's in prison, he tells the prison guard about who Jesus was. So just to think about this, this is the beginning of the church in Philippi, the church that we're gonna look at today. And it started with a rich woman, a slave girl, and a Roman jailer. It started with the rich, the affluent, the poorest of poor, 
and the middle class, everyone in between was there, made up in this launch team of the church. From the beginning, diversity has been baked into the church. It was one of the things that caused people to stop and stare. It's one of the reasons why people joined in on this movement because they had never seen anything like it before. Who are these people that are loving people that don't look like them? Who are these people that are jumping lines and removing barriers? This is what the church did then, and this is what the world needs to see us do now. But this is the beginning. This is the beginning of that church in Philippi, but Paul eventually gets out of jail there. He goes on, he continues to go throughout the world, starting churches, preaching the gospel. But then years later, Paul would find himself in jail again. And this time when he's in jail, he begins to write these letters to other churches that he has started just to send them a little bit of encouragement. And that's what we're gonna pick up in today in Philippians chapter one. And I want us to see that this letter is personal for Paul, that we may not have a name for the slave girl or for the, for the Roman jailer, but Paul does. He knows these people, he knows this city, so he's writing to them, and it, and it comes right off the page. If you take a look at this, Philippians chapter one, verse three, look at what Paul says. He says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God, and whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy, for you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ, from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished. We all need a friend like Paul. Someone that just reaches out just to let you know, hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, that every time I think about you, it makes me smile. I just want you to know that I love you. And I also want us to focus in on this line that is here because it's too good to just pass by and to not focus on it. And this line alone might be why you are tuning in today. It might be why you are watching because you need to hear this. Even in the season you're in, even when you feel as stuck as you are, look at what Paul says. He says that I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue this work. So can we just say right now, wherever you are, wherever you're going through, that God's not done. That God is at work right where you are in that circumstance. Even when it doesn't feel like it, even when it doesn't look like it, even when you feel discouraged, can we take a moment and celebrate that if you're still breathing, God's still working, that he is encouraging you, that he is giving you the power, that he is strengthening you right where you are. You are not stuck. You are stationed in the same God that met you, whether it was last week or years ago, he's not done. He is still working. God is incredible. But from the outside looking in, Paul realizes that, hey, some people might have some doubts. Some people might start questioning, like, Paul, I mean, you're in prison. Are things really going how we thought they would? Is this really a good sign? Is this, is this slowing things down? And Paul knowing, almost perceiving that this is what they're 
thinking. He says, hey, I get what you, I, I, I get it. I understand why you would think the way that you're thinking, but I want you to know just, just off top, I'm stationed here. I want you to know that just because where I'm stationed does not take away from my purpose and it does not take away from what God is doing. Look at how he shares this with them in verse 12. He says, and I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. Paul says, you may think I'm stuck, and I get that, but I want you to know that because I'm here, things are happening that never would have happened. Like, because I'm here, the whole palace guard knows about Jesus. Like this is Paul's mindset and it comes up throughout his writings that he has learned to live in a way that he can be content in any situations and that he knows how to speak wherever he is, which is just an unbelievable lesson. He says, I know how to go from any circle that I find myself in. He says, when I show up and I'm with the Jews, I know how to talk to the Jews. When I show up and talk to the Gentiles, anyone that's not a, a Jew, I know how to talk to them. When I'm in prison, I know how to talk to the prisoners. I know how to talk to the prison guard. I know how to talk to anyone so that I can share this good news with them. And he just wants them to know. He says, hey, I know from the outside looking in, it looks like that I'm in chains. It looks like that I'm chained to this prison. It looks like I'm chained to these guards. I want you to know that I'm stationed here. So I'm not chained to them, they're chained to me. That everywhere I go, they have to go. That everything that I say, they have to hear. So I use it as an, an opportunity to get this good news out. And I just want you to know the whole palace guard now knows who Jesus is. So don't, don't, don't pity me or don't think that things are slowing down at all because God is at work. But for us, like how easy is it to slip into that mindset of just feeling chained to the things around us, to feel stuck with the way things are going, to feel chained to our work, to feel stuck at work, to, to feel chained to our school, where we're just kind of stuck there in this season. And we just kind of wait and count the minutes until we can get out of there or until we can move on to the next season. But what if God is, is trying to do a work right where we are? And what if what we're supposed to be doing there is taking a look around and saying, no, I'm not gonna wait or wish this away, but what would it look like for me to live with purpose? What would it look like for me to be stationed here? How would things change if my perspective changed? How, how would it change if, if we believe that we can actually make a difference right where we are? And that's the good news, that as followers of Jesus, we have the power to make a difference. We've been commanded to make a difference. And if you go back to, to Matthew there, you'll see that, that Jesus says, if you do these things, if you live on mission, then you can rest assured I will be with you always until the end of time and anywhere you go in the world. So I just wanna ask what opportunities do you have? 
What opportunities do you have? Because that's the way Paul approached his situations. Everything was an opportunity to fulfill his purpose. So what would it look like for you to move in this season to go from being stuck to stationed right where you are, even if nothing else changed, that you're stationed there to bring this good news? You see, when COVID hit, uh, it changed a lot of things for, for all of us, but even here as a church, and for me as a staff member, it, it was crazy because we were launched into a world that we had never been in before. And in a lot of ways, if I'm being honest, it felt like we were stuck. That's as plainly as I can say it. All of our physical gatherings were suspended. We couldn't move forward the way we had always moved forward. We had to move everything online overnight. And it felt like we were stuck online. And then I'm telling you, everything shifted. God changed my perspective that I remember praying and just talking to God, trying to get him to show me like, what should I do? How do, we, how do I respond? How, help me to understand what I'm supposed to do. And God showed me that I was looking at it all wrong. And this is, this is, this is, what, this is when it hit me. The church isn't stuck online. The church is stationed online. I'm gonna say it one more time so that we can all hear this. The church isn't stuck online. The church is stationed online. I'm telling you, I almost lost my mind immediately. Just that, that quick shift from feeling like I was stuck to seeing no, that I'm here for a specified time for a very particular purpose, and that is to get the good news out that we are not stuck online, we are stationed online. That the church is not chained to online, online is now chained to the church. That within weeks, the church took over the internet like never before. We got to see this pop up everywhere, not just at Traders, churches around the world flooded the internet with services, with sermons, with content, with Facebook pages, with groups, with ways to connect. We began to take over and I begin to see this shift of we're not stuck here, we are stationed here and God is doing a work but I do just wanna highlight for all of us to see, because maybe where you're sitting, it's hard to see the good work that God has began here, but so much has happened. Look at this. Since we've went to online, 7,000 more people every single Sunday get to hear about the good news of Jesus. 7,000 more people, people who couldn't get to a physical location before, people who hadn't heard of our church before, but because you guys were spreading invites, sharing the service, now 7,000 more people every single Sunday get to hear about Jesus. In this season, over 400 people have been able to find community, have been able to find relationships online. That has happened as we've went to online because we're stationed here, this is here. People that hadn't been able to reach out, hadn't been able to have connections or relationships with people, now over 400 have been able to find that. And here's where it just continues to get just even more crazy. 146 people 
have given their lives to Jesus. 146 people since we've went online have heard the good news and responded by saying, I wanna give everything to Jesus and follow him. And look at this. And as I say this, wherever you are, I want you to celebrate. If you can even picture just a little bit of how big and incredible this is, just start celebrating right where you are, in the car, in the living room, by yourself, in the truck. But look at this, last week, 31 people got baptized. Can we celebrate all that God is doing? That we are not stuck, we are stationed and God is doing an incredible work and we can be certain that he is going to finish it. We can be certain that he is advancing his kingdom no matter what. And, and if you consider the online campus your home, I just wanna put this out there for you. If you started tracking with us and maybe you live outside of the Indy area or you can't get to a campus here in Indy, we just want you to know that our launch of the online campus is just getting started. We are hiring a staff. We are doing everything we can to continue to bring Jesus to you so that you can bring Jesus to your community. Be on the lookout for that because we are just getting started. And this mindset that you know, we're not stuck, but we're stationed. It's for us as a church, but it's also for us individually. You see, a lot of times we miss opportunities because we're too busy looking for a way out. Or we're, we're too busy just holding on, waiting for that next season to show up. From high school to college, from college to that first job, from that job to the job that we really want then we can begin to live. Then we can feel stationed. Then we can feel secured. But what would it look like if we looked around and prayed and said, God, maybe I'm not stuck here, but maybe if, if, if you have called me and you've stationed me here, then how can I make a difference? Because we believe that God can use you right where you are that your coworkers need you, that the students around you need you, that we are here to remove barriers that keep people from Jesus. How? By bringing the love of Jesus to them. To approach this, this, this season with this mindset that you aren't stuck at your job, you are stationed at your job that you're not stuck in school, you are stationed in that school. You aren't stuck in this season, you are stationed in this season to make a difference and to bring the good news of Jesus to everyone. And here's what that looks like. It's in the little moments, the everyday little decisions that we get to make to stand up and to speak out, to shape the environments around us, the gossip, we need you to stop it. That is a barrier that stands in the way of people to be able to hear Jesus. And when we speak up against it, when you're in the office and you hear someone just rattling nonsense about someone else, stand up. It's, it's not enough just not to gossip yourself, but to step into the gap and say, just say one question. Have you said that to that person that you're talking about? whether it's a person in the office or a Kardashian or a celebrity, whatever it is, have you said that to them? And I'm telling you nine times out of 10 times, uh, no, no. And it will shut gossip down 
in a moment. But to speak up the, co- the, 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 the toxic culture, whatever that you're stepping into, that we need you to stop it. Not to just let it slide or not to just say that I'm not adding to it, but how can you stop it? The racism, the racism, we need you to shut it down, to stop it. You see, because if we spend our whole lives just not being something, even if we succeed, what did we become? But instead, if everywhere we are, we are stationed to say that we are gonna shut down things that are not of God in a moment, that we need you to speak up and to spread the gospel of who Jesus is, to show the love of Jesus to a culture that desperately needs it, to to live and to speak as if this is true, that all people were made in the image of God and all people deserve dignity and respect. We're gonna live like it's true so that people can come to know this Jesus that changes everything. We are positioned to make a difference, stationed exactly where you are. Paul says, because I'm where I am, the whole palace guard knows about Jesus. The whole palace is different. Because we are where we are, what is going to be different? Who is going to be different? Because what we see here in this letter is that when we live like this, on mission, stationed, with a purpose, we not only affect those directly in front of us, but we give those around us the confidence and the boldness to do the same. Look at this, verse 14. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. Because of his imprisonment, because of the thing, he was thrown in jail to stop him from doing the very thing that he is doing, but it backfired. But he said, I'm gonna continue to do what I'm doing. And as he did that, as he was stationed there, the ripple effects were wild. They just continued to scatter from that prison all the way across the world. People came to know about this faith that even though this guy was in jail, he was preaching to everyone and and people around him began to change. This gave them confidence. This gave them boldness. But it was never supposed to happen that way. But God can do incredible things even when it feels like we're stuck. God can use our moments of bravery, moments of courage and use that to lend to our friends and our family so that they can do the same. This is exactly what was done to Jesus. You see, Jesus was, he is the son of God who came from heaven to earth to bring good news. The one who preached a new kingdom, a new way of life, a life uniting all people. He came to bring this news that there is now a way to be reconciled to God and reconciled to one another. And he would come preaching this message, proclaiming this good news that he was the son of God, that he was the Messiah. And people started following him 
by the droves. People started looking to him and listening to his teachings. And the people, the powers that be did not like this. So just like with Paul, the same mindset was put. We're gonna shut this thing down before it moves any further. And they went to throw Jesus in jail. They arrested him and they took it a step further. And they said, we're gonna make sure that this doesn't go any further. And they sentenced him to death. And they hung him on a cross. And they tried to frighten the people around them to show that this is what happens when you go against us. They tried to make people feel like they were stuck and they didn't have a move. And as they would have taken Jesus out onto that cross and they hung him up there for the whole town to see, pretty much everyone would have looked and seen a man chained to a cross. Jesus wasn't chained to a cross. The cross was chained to him. Even what was meant to harm him, even what was meant to harm all of us, God used in that moment for all of it. That Jesus wasn't chained to that cross, it was chained to him. And with it was all of our sin. With it was all of everything that was keeping us from God. And, God, and Jesus said, I'm gonna take this with me. I'm gonna be stationed here. I'm gonna chain it to myself and I'm gonna take care of it once and for all. And as he breathes his last breath, Jesus dies. His lifeless body thrown into a grave. And at first glance, it would look like Jesus was chained to death. But as we know from this story, that three days later, Jesus would rise, showing that death was chained to him, that what he was doing was getting so close to it so that he could vanquish it, so he could deal with it forever, so that it wouldn't have to be something we fear. And he rose three days later with this good news, saying, I am who you thought I was. I am the Messiah. And when he did this, when he stepped forward, everything changed. Because at first it looked like their plans were working. The government had shut it down. The Romans had, had stopped this movement. Everyone scattered, everyone was in hiding. What changed? How did it go from that to the leader being crucified, to everyone hiding and running, to now this being a movement we still talk about 2,000 years later? They saw a dead man walk. They saw a man killed one day and then come back to life the next. And because of that, that empowered them, that strengthened them, that gave them everything that they needed to go and to spread this good news to everyone that they ever met. That's how it got to us. We are continuing in this, that we are partners in this, that nothing has us down. We are not stuck. Jesus, through his perfect life, defeated sin and death and now has empowered us to go to make disciples 
Our purpose is to share this good news, to live like it is true, to shake things up so that people can come to know Jesus. And that's what I wanna pray for us right now. That starting right now in this moment, we are no longer stuck, we are stationed. We are on mission, we have a purpose, and we go from here and we bring the good news with us. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you so much for today. God, we thank you for what you do and, and how you do it. That God, that even when things seem like they're out of control, when seem seems like we're in a tough spot or we're stuck, you are working. And we can be confident in this, that you who began a good work in us is gonna see it until it's finished. You are with us, you are empowering us, you are leading us. God, allow us to be the difference. Allow us to live stationed and not stuck. Allow us to lead out in love. Allow us to remove unnecessary barriers that keep people from Jesus. Allow us to live like your gospel is true. Jesus, we love you. It's in your perfect name that we pray, amen.